Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Dancing in Concert with the Infinite. We're continuing this series of episodes where I declutter my faith. The next several episodes, we're going to be talking about worship. Uh, The written blog that corresponds with this, I made a post this morning, and some of the things I will reference in this episode, there are links in the text of the blog post. So if you want to look at some of these things in greater depth, go check out the written blog and click on some of those links, especially when I'm talking about the particular group of churches that I I belong to, uh, the Independent Churches of Christ. Uh, There's also a link to a book that I will reference. You can go check that on Amazon and uh, see a way that you could buy that book if you're interested. Well, I want to start by defining worship. If you go to Merriam-Webster online, there's several different definitions for the word worship. It can be a verb, it can be a noun, but one of the ways it's defined is this, to honor or show reverence for as a divine being or supernatural power. And then another one says, reverence offered to a divine being or a supernatural power. But the one a lot of us probably relate to is this one, a form of religious practice with its creed and ritual. I think all of these and there are others in the entry, I think they're all acceptable definitions. But I think that for a good number of us, myself included, when we think of worship, we think about the songs that we sing. And I won't lie. When I hear the word worship, singing is the very first thing I think of if I see that word or hear it. Now, I could make a post, actually make several posts, and maybe I will in the future on why worship is so much more than the songs we sing, But in Romans 12, verse 1, the Apostle Paul says that our spiritual act of worship is to present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. And I do believe that would be a discussion that would be beneficial. But for this series of episodes, I want to talk about the musical aspect of worship. Now, I I have attended the Independent Churches of Christ my entire life. Uh, If you're not familiar with those, like I said, if you go to the written blog, there's a link to a Wikipedia page that explains what that is. It was one of three groups of churches that came out of what's called the Restoration Movement. But I've been in these churches, the Independent Churches of Christ, my whole life, and I'm 51 years old. I graduated from a Bible college that is affiliated with this group of churches. I was ordained in the ministry by my home congregation, which is one of these churches, and I currently preach in an Independent Church of Christ. Now, I have visited other denominations during my life. I married a girl that was from the Southern Baptist denomination. I've preached in a free will Baptist church a couple of times. I've led worship in Methodist churches, Presbyterian churches. But being part of the Church of Christ is what I know. It's who I am. And like I said, there's a link on the written blog to the Wikipedia page explaining more about who the independent churches of Christ are and what they believe. And that's a fairly accurate and fair description if you go to Wikipedia. But if you notice on that page, there's nothing concerning worship practices, especially the singing. And there's often confusion about our particular group because we share a name and a common heritage with another group called the Churches of Christ that are non-instrumental. That would also be a very interesting conversation to have But I'm already spending a lot more time giving background than I originally wanted to. 
What I want to talk about is corporate worship, and eventually what we're going to get to in this series of episodes is talk about the actual songs that we sing. Now, the congregations that I was part of during my childhood practice what is considered traditional worship. We sang songs out of a hymnal, and depending on the personnel we had available, there was a piano and an organ, especially in the church when I was a little kid, there was an organ. And that's what I grew up with. That's what I'm familiar with. And for the first decade of my life, that was worship to me, singing out of the hymnal with a piano and an organ. Occasionally, we would have recruitment teams come in from one of the Bible colleges, including the one that I eventually attended. And they would sing songs that were non-traditional. They would sing songs that were contemporary at the time. And every now and then we'd even bring a Southern Gospel group in. But Sunday morning worship was hymns being sung out of the hymnal with a piano or an organ. Sometimes on Sunday night or on Wednesday nights, we would use the little blue country western hymnal. And if you're familiar with that, you know the kind of stuff that's in that. But worship was hymns. During my teenage years, the hymnal started to change. Contemporary courses, or what was contemporary at that time, were slowly making their way into the services. And it's around that same time that I discovered Christian pop music and rock music, but I knew that that wasn't going to get played in church. Amy Grant and Petra, and especially a band like Striper. And it wasn't until I went to Bible college the first time, and that was in 1994, that was after I had gotten married, that I heard what was considered modern music being used in a corporate worship setting in some of the chapel services. But even then, if you went to most local congregations, that was the exception and not the norm. But I could see that the culture was slowly changing, and a lot of people in the church were fighting against it. The congregation that I grew up in, not the one that I was in when I was a small child, but the one that I grew up in, up into my teenage years, up until I went to Bible college the first time, eventually split. And one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons was the fact that we were moving away from that very traditional style of worship. And after that congregation split, several of us started attending a church. It was a sister congregation in a neighboring town. And at that time, the worship there was still very much traditional. But by the time I returned to Bible college in 2005, 11 years later, I had been an, I was an elder in that congregation, I was a teacher, and I was a worship leader. And we had tra- transitioned from very traditional to what me, most people consider a blended style of worship. We had a band, drums, bass, guitar, keyboards, singers, and we did mix some hymns and modern praise songs that could be heard on the radio at the time. And it didn't happen overnight, it took several years. And a lot of explanation and a lot of praying. And I know that everyone didn't like it, but that is where we were at the time. And that's now been 16 years ago. And there have been several shifts in the worship culture of the church. And the fact that I just called it worship culture says a lot. That that is a concept that would have been foreign to me as a kid. Contemporary Christian music, praise and worship music is a huge business. Worship bands sell albums, although not a lot of people sell albums. They, they put albums on streaming services and download them, and they sell out arenas like rock concerts. And that's something I could have never imagined as a child. 
Now, it's something I would have loved as a teenager or a young adult, and it's something I kind of pursued as a slightly older young adult. I actually had a Christian band. We led praise and worship at youth groups. The funny thing now is I'm 51, and I realize that I'm not old, but I am quickly getting there. I currently serve in a congregation that utilizes, that's right, traditional worship. In fact, the hymnal we use is the exact same one that was used in the congregation in my young childhood. It's even the same color. It's called Favorite Hymns of Praise. I think the the copyright date is 1967. Now, mind you, the copies we have here at our congregation are reprinted. But it's the same hymnal, same songs, same arrangements. When I returned to Bible college at the age of 35, I would have never imagined myself in a congregation like this. I'm pretty sure I would have shuddered at the idea of ending up in a traditional congregation because I was playing in a praise band. I was actually playing in a Christian band that was playing heavy music. I dreamed of being in this cutting-edge church with a killer band with the ripped blue jeans and the cool t-shirts and doing all the Matt Redmond songs that I wanted to do. But then something happened. And it didn't happen overnight. But it started there when I was in Bible college the second time. And I don't even know that I realized it was happening at the time because it was even after I graduated from Bible college in 2008 that I was still dealing and struggling with some of these issues. But what happened was my view on worship started to change. And it was partly because of a book that a professor made me read. Sam Lovell was teaching at the school at the time, good friend of mine now. He's a minister, very good musician. But he made us read this book called Worship the Way It Was Meant to Be by a guy named Robert Wetmore. And that book challenged me to go beyond the type of songs that I sing and really examine what it means to worship. And it does it from an Old Testament viewpoint. It shows what worship in the Old Testament was like and leads that into New Testament worship. Now, I enjoy most styles of music. I like heavy metal. I like rock. I like rap. I like Southern gospel. I like acapella music. And I truly believe that I could function and attend a congregation regardless of the type of music that they use. The instruments and the the genre are secondary to me as long as the lyrical content is proper. And that is really what I want to deal with and discuss through this series of episodes. But I can see I've been talking for about 11 minutes, and I want to keep these short. So that conversation is going to have to wait until the next time. So I want to thank you for listening. I invite you to check out the written blog and leave comments and let's have this conversation. I appreciate you listening. Share this with someone that you may think would get something out of this. Share it if you enjoyed it. And feel free to email. Feel free to reach out to me and let's have these conversations. I wish you grace and peace in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And until next time, have a great day.